It's your hometown morning show with Dave and Doreen on 96.5 WKLH. Thank you for making the morning KLH part of your morning. We appreciate that. Dave and Doreen along with Marcus. Doreen discovers we're already in the middle of December. What a year it has been. And I, I have to, it. I want to applaud you for a couple of things. Number one is, sincerely, all the things you've been willing to do. <laughs> I mean, everything from cutting metal to jumping out of an airplane to, I mean, if you've not been following Doreen's adventures, you should on Instagram at D-O-R-E-N-E 965-W-K-L-H. But you've also, the other thing I'm impressed about, you've taken really good notes, copious notes yeah. about everything you've done. And you even put them on an Excel spreadsheet. I did, yes. I had to, I think, because I don't want to say the wrong thing. You know, especially like yesterday, I went down to the Central Library and there was so much information that they were giving me that I, it almost seemed like I was being rude, but I said, I just, I have to write all of this down because I don't want to forget, first of all, and second of all, I don't want to say it wrong and, you know, give out wrong information on the air. Now, what did you do at the library, though? It wasn't just a regular visit to the no, library. No, I got to go into the rare books room. Um, and, and, what, and what I learned is anybody can go, but you have to make an appointment. Okay. And they, you don't need to specifically want to see something. Like I, I said, just show me, you know, whatever you find most interesting. But if you have something you specifically want to see, they, you can make an appointment, you can go online and do it and they'll have it ready for you. Okay. Now I have to ask, is this like a climate controlled yes. room? It is. Okay. Yes. So it is kept at, uh, between 68 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit and 40 to 50% relative humidity and dark. And the only time it's not dark is if somebody's in there you know, got it. Looking at something or or doing something, but otherwise, it's mostly dark and yeah, and climate controlled. And the area that you can go in when they they'll bring things for you to see. You can't go in the back where all of the mm-hmm. all of the things live. But so I uh, saw the second oldest complete book. Um, is I mean the the a, a complete book is the second oldest thing that they have in here, and it was from 1495. Oh my gosh! That was a complete book, but the oldest thing that they have is one sheet, one page of a Saint Jerome Vulgate Bible that dates back to 1240. Whoa! Wow. And it's all in plastic, you know, so you can't sure. you can't touch it anyway. I can mm-hmm. take pictures, but you know, only he was allowed to handle it. Right. Um, and, and he, uh, so I don't get this wrong, was Tim, uh, who's the librarian in that area. And uh, it's, a, it's a tiny sheet and the, the writing is so small. I, I don't even know how it was even human possible, yeah, so humanly you, possible for someone to write that tiny. So your Walgreens cheaters didn't help there. No, no, not okay. at all. Uh, and then another thing that was really interesting is they have this book of autographs. This was so fascinating. You know that statue that's on like 10th and Wisconsin mm-hmm. and it's where they're trying to raise a flag and there's like mm-hmm. three. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. So this book of autographs was a fundraiser for that statue and it was owned by Frederick Pabst and the autographs are from 1896 to 1898. And it cost Frederick Pabst about $8,000 back then. And that money then went towards that statue, which was only 30% of the cost of the statue, which in today's dollars would have been about $300,000. This book has 2,283 autographs. And they are from anywhere from presidents to the entire uh, Congress that was in those years. 
there's Thomas Edison is has an autograph in there. So back in the day, somebody had to contact all of these people right. by writing them a letter and telling them what it was for and asking them to sign an autograph and then return it. And then they put it in this book. And this book is huge. I wish I would have gotten the members, uh, the uh, measurements Dimens- of the book because yeah. it had to have been like the size of one of a poster, like, like behind us, there's the poster. So if right. you pick your, like, and it was over 50 pounds wow. and this book lives on this table and he wanted it just because he wanted it. There was, and it was uh, divided by category. So like artists, politicians, um, f- actors, you know, local people. It was not that they'd ever incredible. sell it, but can you imagine like that's got to be priceless? Oh, it has. Absolutely. And so, like I said, that funded then that statue, but only 30% of that statue right. was came from that. And Frederick Papps had the book. It was at the mansion forever. And then it was finally donated to the library. And then there was Paramount Records. Oh, Which, that was a local uh, yes, record label, right? Was Port, that like a jazz thing or in something? In Port Washington, yes. Yeah. And it was, so they had this whole collection of their artists and, and what it was, was a furniture company and they were selling record players. And they thought, well, how do we sell more record players? So they decided to make records. And so there's this book called The Rise and Fall of Paramount Records. And it comes in a box that looks like a record player. And then it's a book filled with all of the people that they had and what their records looked like. And it, so it was fast. That was fascinating, too. And then they were currently um, doing a, a display of the political cartoons that were in the journal Sentinel from uh, like 19. The guy was, was I don't know how long he was drawing them. I think mm-hmm. it was from 1928 to 1967. So wow. 40 years worth of these political cartoons. So that was being featured all behind glass. So Tim and Sarah, along with Melissa and Rebecca, were all there telling me. But then I learned all these things about the library. That we used to be, the li- that building used to be the library and the museum at one point. Now it's just the library and there's only two floors that are open to the public, but there are 10 floors. So there are four above the second floor, which is the other Mm -hmm. part of the library. And then four below like underground and the underground is just basically storage. She said that we have millions of pieces of, of, of books and things that are in storage down there that don't always come out. And then the upstairs area were like more offices and things like that. You know that. what blows but, me away though? In every major city, there's going to, there's a place like this. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like absolutely. It, and there should be, I think that's fantastic though. I think it's really cool that the public can go and see this stuff, but yes. you have to make an appointment. Just have to make an appointment. Then the library was celebrating its 125th year as the Milwaukee public central library. Wow. So, it was it was really fascinating. I'd never been in the building before. I thought for a second when I walked in because the rotunda is so grand. It's like the courthouse or it's like the Capitol. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's an amazing sight. And I thought I'd maybe been there with one of my kids on a field trip, but I would have remembered the rest of yeah, it, and right. I and I didn't. But you can rent the rotunda for events, and it's it's beautiful. Well, it's that's great a really for, unique space too. For yeah, picture taking, like if you're going to get married and you want yeah. unique pictures, or a lot of kids will do prom pictures in there. Um, so yeah, and it, and it's open to the public. And if you do want to go to the rare book area, you just have to. Um, make an appointment but right now they have traveling a traveling display of of holocaust stuff that's in there that anybody can just walk in and see and it, yeah i it, it like a total gem in our city mm-hmm. born and raised 50 years old and never left the city of milwaukee and i've never been in that building wow
So that's the that's the beauty of this. Like Doreen discovers is, you know, Rebecca was a listener and thought, I wonder if she'd like to see this. Mm -hmm. And she reached out and I did. And it was fascinating. And I'm so glad. Now you can, are you, how are you going to document this online? I haven't gone on your Instagram today. I'm on Instagram at D-O-R-E-N-E-965-W-K-L-H. That's my, um, t- my username. And then I'll have just pictures of the things that I saw. Okay. And uh, there's actually a bookmark that you can get at the library that tells you the prize possessions and the rarities collection and what some of the things that they have in there. So you put a, a picture of that up? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you were at the Central Library, if you're really going to document this properly, you need to put this on microfiche. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's in their storage too down yeah. there, all of that stuff. Right. And then they had a bunch of, just quickly, like things you wouldn't even think of, of posters of concerts that were happening in Milwaukee in the early 80s that was like all the punk scene concerts mm-hmm. and bands and like these were posters that someone collected that were literally stapled to, you know, light poles. Right. For some venues don't exist anymore and some still do, but someone collected this and donated it to them and they have that all for you to see. That's fascinating. It was cool. It really was very cool. cool. Highly Discovers. recommend it. Doreen Discovers 2023 at D-O-R-E-N-E 965-W-K-L-H. Shang Wang talks about going into a library and seeing all the books in a bookstore. Shang Wang. I've been thinking about how, you know, when I was younger, I, I used to walk into a bookstore full of wonder. When I was a kid, I used to walk into a bookstore like, look at all this stuff. I'm going to learn. <laughs> As a grown-up, I walk into a bookstore like, look at all this stuff. I'm never going to know. <laughs> Ooh. It's hard, man. It's hard to see your ignorance alphabetized. <laughs> I'm at the staff pick section. I'm like, of all the things I don't know, these are Brian's favorites. <laughs> it's overwhelming to be surrounded by so much knowledge all at once. You can see it so clearly, but you can't have it. It's just teasing you like a strip club for wisdom. Try to read a little bit every night. Make it a habit, you know? The only problem is I fall asleep too quickly. (laughs) Books are stronger than melatonin. (laughs) Just get you a book, dude. It's about 50 milligrams a page. (laughs) It's natural. It's fast-acting. The side effects include learning. (laughs) Eight hours, no problem. No problem. Put the book on your nightstand right by your bed, right? You wake up in the middle of the night, you see your book, you go back down. (laughs) 